Hello friends, Sagan here. Welcome back to Indie Author Weekly, where I share my behind-the-scenes journey of writing and self-publishing books. Today's episode is a listener-submitted topic from Alana, who wants to know, how do you navigate creating the content, plot, and characters that you want against real or perceived pressures from readers and their expectations? This is a loaded question. I love it, and I have many thoughts on it. So I'm going to try to, you know, keep this to a um, a usual length of of episode here on Indie Author Weekly. If you want me to expand on any of these areas, I would love to continue this conversation and add more to it in a future episode. So you can always email me hello at saganmorrow.com or connect with me at saganlives on Twitter or Instagram to um, ask further questions about any of these sorts of areas. Okay, so navigating feelings of pressure, both real and perceived, is a major thing for an author. And that pressure can come from readers or society in general, or our loved ones, or other writers, or ourselves, all of these different areas. It can feel really uncomfortable to navigate that. There was an interesting thing that happened in Romancelandia Twitter a while back, when a lot of people were saying that every romance author should include abortion in their stories to help normalize it and reduce the stigma. And I completely agree that that is important. But another part of me feels frustrated when things like that come out because comments like that come up all the time across the internet, right? These, these types of comments that say, every author should include X, Y, Z. Every author should include this in every single book so that we can like normalize it, reduce the stigma. And these, these come out around so many different topics, which makes it really tricky to then try to include all of these things, right? So on the one hand, I understand the importance of including certain topics in our novels. Absolutely. But on the other hand, I don't think that any writer should be dictated what to write about. And if we all tried to do that every single time that people insist that we write about X, Y, or Z, then we would just be stuffing our books with tons of different really important issues or tropes, even if they don't fit with our original story idea. And frankly, it's okay if you don't want to include a particular concept or issue in your story. You don't have to do one thing or another. I wish that there was more of an emphasis on letting writers write what they want, This is important to do on your own terms. It's part of the entire purpose of being an author that you get to write whatever stories you like. This also reminds me of something that happened with the excellent and very talented author Lauren Lane earlier this year. She published a new book that was, I guess, less steamy than usual, and she received some backlash from readers because they weren't happy that she used the fade to black technique. And while everyone is entitled to their own opinion, At the same time, it kind of pains me to see people trying to dictate what a writer should or shouldn't write about and how they should or shouldn't write. If you find yourself frustrated because you can't find a book featuring one topic or another, then that is your opportunity to become an author yourself. That's what I did. I couldn't find the polyamory books that I wanted to read, so I decided to write them. And I also want to say here, like, I Uh, I feel like we go in so many different directions with this topic, but, you know, I absolutely do think that there is, critiques are really important. Um, You can dislike a book for so many different reasons. You can absolutely critique books. There's 
zero problems with that. That's I you know obviously encourage you to do that. Um, but it's just that it's when we when we start trying to dictate what writers should or shouldn't do that it I don't know I I start to have many thoughts on it. <laughs> okay. So as an author, you also might find that there are some topics which you think, okay, that's a really important topic to include in one of my books, but it doesn't fit into this particular story. Or I don't feel as though I have enough of that particular life experience or background knowledge to capture all of the nuances of it. So I want to do more research first to make sure I cover it in a really thoughtful way. It's okay to plan to include one topic or another in a future book that you write a couple of years from now, rather than your current book that you're working on. That's okay. And it's important that we not write topics into our books just because we feel we should, because then readers will sense that there's a contrived aspect to your story. The point of writing books should not be to check off boxes so that we can pat ourselves on the back for including a particular topic. And you need to be careful that you are not taking advantage of something happening in the news and including it in your book just to capitalize on it, right? Readers can tell if you're doing that, and it also just has an icky feel to it. You don't want to take advantage of certain things and just include them because it's a a popular topic or a buzz topic right now. The other extremely important piece is that some topics do require more research and background knowledge than others, so you may wish to set aside extra time for a future book to really buckle down and do that research so that you can express a topic with all of the nuances that it deserves. All of that being said, I do agree that it's important to normalize many things, such as abortion, and that the normalization aspect is, you know, like that, that aspect is really a huge part of why I decided to write polyamorous novels in the first place, to, to normalize it. So I think it's helpful to encourage writers to think outside the box and to encourage authors to use their platforms in meaningful ways, but at the same time, not demanding that they include one thing or another in every book that they write. Okay. So that's one of the things that I tend to think about when it comes to navigating real or perceived pressures as an author. Related to this, I have a lot of insecurities about my books not being perceived as progressive enough. Um, So there was something really wonderful when a blogger recently reviewed my latest book, She Wants More, and had nothing but very lovely things to say about it. That reviewer is Sally from Bending the Bookshelf blog, where she reviews books that uh, bend sexuality and gender, express unique identities, and celebrate diverse experiences. And I have to share a bit of of her review right now, because this honestly did so much to boost my confidence about my books and really just told me that I was going in the direction that I, I intended with them, that I'm on the right track. So she says... She Wants More is less about entertaining a polyamorous relationship and more about exploring the reasons one might desire it. It is a story that is full of doubts, desires, questions, and reflections. Morrow takes a serious look at not just the motivations behind polyamory, but the mechanics and consequences of it. Helen and, Helen and Ben are an interesting couple, almost gender-flipped in that she is the career woman and he is the caregiver, planning wedding tasks in her absence and dropping everything to care for a sick grandmother. The tension that follows her introduction of the idea of polyamory is genuine, and I appreciated how the story gave them both space to understand what it might mean. 
There's a bit of a fun twist toward the end of the story that makes me see Ben in a whole new light, and what follows that is as romantic as it is adventurous. I absolutely adore Sally's description of my book, and since I do feel a responsibility with my books to overcome stereotypes and to help spread awareness about ethical non-monogamy, it's nice to have that kind of validation, I guess you could say, or reinforcement that I'm on the right track. Because polyamory is a fairly niche area, there can absolutely be an added pressure to make sure you're really doing the subject justice right? It's, um, it's not a super mainstream kind of topic. So you have to assume that when people are reading a novel about that features polyamory, or that is about polyamory, um, they're going to be taking many views from it. Whereas if it was a more mainstream topic, then they might um, not take it with quite as much um, of a grain of salt. So it, it is tricky when you write in such a niche area, you do feel more pressure to make sure that you're doing a good job of it and um, accurately representing the community. Now, one of the other issues that I struggle with is that because my Polyamorous Passion series includes nine books, there are many storylines that are really drawn out over the course of the series. One of my biggest fears as an author is that some readers might be offended that a character thinks or acts in a particular way, when in reality, the purpose of it is that it builds up to something else. Okay, so for example, in my next book, Being Good, which comes out in October, Helen has some passing comments in her internal monologue about the fact that Scarlett is single. And while her comments aren't negative per se, it's obvious that she is hyper aware of Scarlett's single status compared to Helen's situation of being in a long-term relationship. But in future books from Scarlett's perspective, spoiler alert, we get the inside scoop that she loves being single. She has no problem with it. And part of my intention with having Helen's attitude toward it compared to Scarlett's attitude is to illustrate how often these assumptions are made in our society and how completely unfounded they often are. Similarly, there are a few flippant comments made about unicorn hunting in Being Good, which might make it appear to the reader that I'm condoning that kind of behavior, but we'll see in future books that there are different consequences of it. So anyone reading that single book might find it a little dicey. All I can do is hope that readers reserve judgment of what my personal views might be, or but what the actual consequences are for the characters until the series is finished. At the same time, you can't include disclaimers for all of those things in every book, and you can't expect readers to take the situations in these books with a grain of salt. So that's just tricky to navigate, and as you can see, it leads to insecurities and nervousness as an author. I'm not really sure about the best way to get around that, other than to just cross my fingers and hope for the best. If any listeners have thoughts on this or experiences to share, I would love to hear it, and I'm sure our other listeners would also really enjoy your perspective. The three main characters in my books, Helen, Scarlett, and Emma, are all just like any regular person. They have their own hypocrisies and flaws, and they change their attitudes and perspectives as the stories progress. So just because they say or do something problematic in an earlier book doesn't mean they'll always be that problematic, right? Just like real people. And the flip side of that is that, again, they're just like any real human being. We aren't perfect and 
definitely neither are they. Some of their problematic views and actions won't necessarily be resolved by the end of the series, but that doesn't mean that as the author I'm condoning those things. And that can feel uncomfortable because you never really know if readers are going to understand that, um, especially when you know there's people in your real life who are reading your books. You never really know, okay, do these people understand what I that these books don't necessarily reflect my views at all, right? So there's many, oh, there's many, many pieces of it. <laughs> now, building off this question of real or perceived pressures that we face, one of the things I've found challenging to navigate is the way that we talk about our own books. There are many people who find it insulting or degrading to refer to romance novels as smut or porn. But from my perspective, there's absolutely nothing wrong with smut or porn, so I like to use these kinds of words when, we're, when, we talking, when we are talking about some types of romance. Not all types of romance are smut or porn, but some types could absolutely be, and so I'm really interested in reclaiming those kinds of terms, and some people don't like that. I decided to add it as a, add a, as a disclaimer to the front of my books, after I heard a couple of readers being vocal about their dislike of those types of words. But again, it's also tricky because we can get to the point of having way too many disclaimers and trying to be overly cautious in trying to please everyone. At the end of the day, there are always going to be people who don't like what we do, for whatever reason which is why it's so important that we remain true to our own vision for our stories and just focus on doing the best we can. So I guess to finish answering this listener submitted question about navigating the real or perceived pressures that we feel as an author is that a lot of it is sitting with the discomfort and forging ahead regardless. Okay, so having that insecurity, that nervousness, and then just going forward anyway. As I've mentioned in previous episodes here on the Indie Author Weekly podcast, I have now had my own business for more than a decade. And there's a lot of work that goes into it when you are doing freelance writing and editing for clients, teaching online courses to help other solopreneurs manage their time productively, and of course, writing and publishing novels. But at the core of my business, I always strive to ensure that I am enjoying myself along the way. When you are your own boss, whether you are an author or a freelancer or some other kind of solopreneur, then you learn that you will never be able to please everyone and that oftentimes the best you can do is what brings you joy. Because the more that you, for example, write the novels that you love, the more that readers themselves will also in all likelihood enjoy your work. They will be able to feel your sincere love of the craft through your writing. Now, this is not to say that every single stage of writing is always fun. Of course not. But overall, focusing on what you want to do with your own business and life and books, rather than what other people want you to do, is a good strategy to follow. This is your life, your business, your book, and you get to make your own rules. And hey, doesn't that fit in nicely? Because that's the tagline for my entire Polyamorous Passion series make your own rules. It applies within my books to the characters' lives, and it applies to the writing process of the books too. Sometimes it can be really challenging to make your own rules, but it is worth it. Now, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Do you feel pressured to do certain things with your plot and characters? 
How do you navigate that? Feel free to connect with me at Sagan Lives on Twitter and Instagram to chat about it. And you can send me a message on either of those platforms if you have requests for future episode topics too. I do, again, feel that this is a, a loaded question. There's a lot of um, pieces to today's episode topic. So if you want me to expand on anything, to clarify anything, if I haven't quite articulated something um, and you have more questions about it, feel free to ask away and I'm happy to continue this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, please take two minutes to share this podcast on social media and rate it on iTunes. Anytime you share it or leave a rating or review, it helps more listeners find the Indie Author Weekly podcast, so every bit counts. I really appreciate your support. As with all the episodes here on Indie Author Weekly, you can access complete episode transcripts, sample chapters of the books, and a few other bonuses and goodies on the secret version of this podcast at saganmorrow.com slash secret podcast. So hop over there to check it out. Thanks so much for tuning into the Indie Author Weekly podcast, and I will see you in the next episode.